What's up? This your man, D-Will the Coach, here on behalf of Real Talk Tees. Real Talk Tees is for the players, geniuses, and bosses. For those who hustle, for the fresh, and for the iconic. Real Talk Tees is urban, affordable, vintage t-shirts to help you express yourself. So visit realtalktees.bigcartel.com to order yours today. So how about this? You got a specific mood in mind? Custom orders are available also to help you and yours stand out. So visit realtalktees.bigcartel.com where what's real lasts forever. We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Eyeball Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Williams, also known as D-Will, the coach, and I'm here with my co-host, my big brother, Brian Williams, a.k.a. Coach Chill Will. What up, Chill? What's good, everybody? Good? Yes, sir. Another day, another dollar inside the Eyeball Radio Studios, a.k.a. you know what it is. Hey, but boy, I said it. Never mind. Moving right along. Yes, sir. Y'all just be, just know. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all just know. It is what it's supposed to be. Yep. Period. Yep. All right. But listen, chill. Hey, man, we got so much to talk about. We got so much to talk about because y'all got to understand, we just spent 30 minutes sitting at the table having a whole podcast episode. Yeah, man. To the point where I just had to stop chill from talking and be like, hey, man, let's, let's let's hit record. Because we were giving the whole podcast episode off air. But the thing was, we try to keep it a real, you know what I'm saying, professional on here. And I don't want to use the word professional. I say we want to keep it PG. Right, I'm going to use the P word, but it ain't professional. It's PG. We try to keep PG on here. PG-13. NC-17. NC-17. Right? We try to keep it there. But, you know, like, like we rated R. <laughs> Off the mic, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're telling you the real. Like, we, it is what it is. We wish we could tell you like that, right? But some of y'all might not be able to accept it that way, okay? But if you talk to me off off air, I might give it to you real. Exactly. Just to understand that, right? So the thing about it is we were having a whole podcast conversation off air, and we're just going to do this. I had a whole episode planned. But, however, I'm going to scratch that. Okay. You, com- you can do that. I can do that. We're loud. We can do whatever we want. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take our off-air conversation, right, right, put a couple bleep bleeps in it, you know what I mean, you know, I'll do a little editing, but I'm going to bring in the off-air conversation, man, what's what we going to talk about today? And y'all, I, I bet y'all sitting there like, man, woo, what was they talking about, right? Listen, we know what season we're in the midst of now. Basketball season's over. We're in the midst of season. Right, and we know how insane AAU goes from playing every weekend. We've we've told we've talked to y'all about all sides of the AAU game, right? From watch where you spend your money, you know, like where you going to play at, what 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 the what the organization you play for should be doing. This, that, and the third, and then we talked about the dirty side of the AAU game, right? Of the money grabs, of the team jumping, of 
the backdoor recruiting, all these type of things that go on throughout the AAU season and with parents and players and handlers and coaches alike, all of those things happen, right? That's what we were having a conversation about. And I'm going to tell you like this. We're going straight into the meat of it off the top, right? And the thing about it is sometimes just because the grass is greener doesn't mean it's going to produce a better harvest. Right. Just because the land and the soil over there is better doesn't mean that your crop is going to produce and sell the way it's supposed to when you think that you came from that area. Right. And a lot of times in this AAU game, that's where it's getting lost. Yeah. You got a bunch of players who have notoriety and recognition who are getting some sort of love, maybe, maybe not, right? And they might be a good player that's not on anybody's radar, right? And you sometimes leave a situation or deter from a situation that is good for you. Mm-hmm. That if you stick with that situation, it will be good for everybody around you. Right. However, you got that low-hanging fruit over here that they just keep dangling at you and dangling at you and dangling at you to make you jump, to make you bite, the Adam and the Eve bite. The, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of it is because people start to feel like I've graduated to a level past everyone else on the squad. Mm. And what I mean by that is I remember a couple years ago, and it doesn't seem like so long ago, when, when, when social media really got hot and people really started having personal pages. Mm-hmm. And it kind of started to X the middleman out. It started to X people out of the process because we could go directly to the source. Right. So once you start going directly to the source, now you're left to start trying to make the decisions of things that you have no idea of. And mm. people know they can exploit that. Mm. So if you have a team and your team has been with you since day one and they're really helping you get to the level now that the phone is starting to ring from from the greener grass, mm-hmm. before you make the move individually, mm-hmm. you should consult with your team to see what the move needs to be. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening, a lot of relationships die at that point because now they're in direct conversation with what they think is the plug. Mm. And mm. when you're in direct conversation with the plug and you start to leave everybody else behind, you're not getting your full market value out of that situation. Mm-mm-mm. They know you aren't. That's why they're coming directly to you. Mm. They know if they went somewhere else and had to have a conversation, it's not going to be that easy just to get you. Mm. And, and listen, and it's sad because they're throwing tennis shoes, they're throwing mm. gear. Mm. Listen, and it's crazy, they're even throwing the, the lights of tournaments at you. Oh, God. You see that and like, oh, we hadn't seen this before. Hey, this coach said here. Hey, and it's all sales, bro. Bro, what do we talk about all the time, right? We say this all the time. Even with guard your man. Uh, we don't really want to do all that. You know, we, we good. Like, we, we want to do it on this level. 
And then we like, okay, y'all, but we gonna go play this one. And they see that level, and they're like, oh, I want to go do that now. Right. When in actuality, you don't really want to go do that. Yeah. It's just the aesthetics of it all, right? And you use the word just now that I want people to understand what it is. Exploitation. You are being exploited, and you don't even know it. You don't, you don't know it. But here's the other thing. Some people do. Yeah. And they still allow themselves to be exploited. Here's the problem about it. You might know what it is, right? You might know what it is. But if you're unable to recognize it and act on it and you just allow it to happen, and then in the end, I ain't going to say in the end, in a little while, you're circling back. What did that tell you? That you just been exploited. Right. Because you just gave a scenario of a story off air about how somebody was on a really good team and they were ascending. A really good team. I mean, they were ascending. Yes. They were on their way to being one of the best AAU programs. Yeah. Right? And Nike calls. Right. Not the Nike team, but Nike. Right. Right? Trying to coerce you to go play for the Nike team. Right. This is why you should go play for the Nike team. This is why you should come play for us, right? That's that low-hanging fruit I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So they threw you the low-hanging fruit, and then this person who did go on to play division, high major Division I college basketball. Right. So it worked out. Right. But, however, in effect, it would have worked out anyway. It, it was going to work out. It was going to work out. Right. But, however, you left to go do that, leaving this other program to fend who in actuality was the one that put you on. Put you on. Did all your developing. Had you in every situation you needed to be in. Every situation. However, you left for the low-hanging fruit or, a.k.a., the greener grass. Right. And then in turn, I'm not going to say it crippled that organization. Right. But they never ascended to where they should have been because of. Right. Right? So the thing about it is if if, if if you claim to be like that, and you're on a really good team with a bunch of really good players, and a lot of those players probably don't get the recognition that they deserve. And here's the other thing. You can't have all the best, all the good players can't play on one team. Right. It's only 10, 11 spots on a squad. Right. So you might have four on your one team. High school, they can't go play with you. Everybody can't come play with you. On your AAU team, you might have eight. All of them can't go play for them. So with you leaving puts them at a disadvantage. Man, man, as you're talking, what I'm starting to see is, especially with this AAU game, and and you know, you know, my 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 famous quote is, uh, "The window of opportunity is not a window at all. It's a crack. It's a very small crack." Oh, that's right. Hold on, it's a very small. It's crack. a very small crack. Crack, but players don't understand their shelf life as they're moving through this because they catch you young and they got you coming for the low hanging fruit mm-hmm. when. If you if you are able to make some of those decisions and say, you know what, I'm not just going to do it for myself. Right. I'm going to bring my team, my organization and everybody along with me. What what that ends up doing in turn, it sets you up to be able to give back to the same organization Mm. at a level Mm. that can continue to impact 
players in that organization continue to ascend the opportunity the way you were able to ascend because you left your organization and you partnered with an organization that really was there to exploit you you're not a part of that mm. when you're done because a lot of us if you look at a lot of aau players that come through man zero to zero a lot of them play no, professional you, at that level right very few of them zero very to zero, few bro. of them so you're not going back to that organization and no. coaching or, or affecting. or But if you were able to bring along your organization, your people, and it didn't happen, now you can circle right back into the organization and give and still be a part of something that's next level. And here's the thing, Brian. Most of those players that you talk about ascend to the next level and start their own thing. Yeah. When if you're smart and savvy – you already got your own thing. Yeah, exactly. A long time ago. Long time. You got you actually inherited your AAU program in high school, yeah. middle school. Yeah. That can be your program. Right. Right? And and you can now, you're the shoe guy. Hey, I want a team. Hey, we want you to start an AAU team. I want an AAU team. Okay. Instead of calling it Team Brian or Team whatever, oh, I already got my crew. Right. I done been in a relationship with these folks for right. 10, 11, 12, 13 years. Right. They're pushing out players each and every year. Right. Let's go get them. Yeah. Let's put them on. Yeah. And here's the other part about it. Nine times out of ten, that team, that home team that you played for, it's probably from your area. Yeah. It's probably from your hometown. Yeah. So in in turn, you're helping your community. Right. A lot of these guys they go play for these national teams. Bro, these national teams don't even call you once you're done. Yeah, it's, it, it, like like the first guy that ever put us on to AAU, you know, Coach Hamilton introduced us when we went to Roosevelt when I was young. But I mean really AAU, yeah. Johnny Gilbert. Right. And to this day, we still have a relationship. To this day. And to this day, if he was still doing basketball at a certain level, we'd probably be tapped in with that organization. Without a doubt. But, but the biggest thing is, and we talk about this all the time, there is no – togetherness in this game right now because everybody's trying to create their own logo. Everybody want to lean on that logo. You know what I'm saying? So so Nike leans on their logo. Oh, yeah. This they is Nike. The, they got the ultimate logo. Uh, shoe, uh, Under Armour, Adidas. Everybody's mm-hmm. leaning on their logo. So now the mom and pop, the indies have decided, you know what, I'm going to create a logo mm-hmm. and I'm going to lean on that. So mm-hmm. that's why you're in, a, in an area that maybe should only have one to two AAU programs and it'll have 50. You have 50. Because everybody's creating their own logo. Yep. Now everybody's creating basketball. Now right. everybody's helping guys get offers. Now everybody's <laughs> doing all of these things. You know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. Everybody, they're not on the phone with everybody. And you got to understand, bro, when we're having this conversation, we high level in Alabama. Facts. We are high level. Facts. And it's hard for us to get people on the phone. Hard. So some of you guys who are really sitting around here talking about y'all getting people on the phone, man, stop it, bro. Stop lying, bro. Stop it. Stop lying. Because I'm serious. Like, we are seriously tapped into this game, 10 toes down, 10 everything down. And it's hard to get people on the phone. It is hard to get people to even listen what guys you're talking about. And you're talking about guys 6'7, 6, 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, y'all running around with a bunch of 5'11, five, 5'10 five, guys talking about y'all talking to coaches. Come on, man. Stop it, bro. Come on, man. Like, listen, literally, literally. I know I always tell y'all, I talked to this, I talked to this last week. I ain't going to say it. I was pitching two guys last week, fully, two guys. That's it. You called my phone last week, you wasn't hearing about two guys. If it wasn't, 
You want if you ain't want to hear about them, don't call me. Yeah. Cause that's all I got for you. I don't yeah. got nothing else. Yeah. I don't got nothing else. It was two, right? And they both of them six five plus. Yeah. Guards. Right? And I was having people tell me, uh, I don't know, nah. Nah. We'll be in t- we'll be in contact. Oh, that's all you got? All right, I'll holler back at you. Like, that was coming out. But y'all sitting around here saying, I'm helping my kids get offers. Like, that's your selling point to parents and everybody else. I'm out here helping my kids get offers. Who are you talking to? Because I'm looking at the players that you represent. Ain't no way in the hell none of these coaches talking to you about those players. I'm just, listen, I love you all. I love all of y'all. But ain't nobody talking about y'all. Man, I don't think they realize how hard college basketball really is. They and, don't. And, and once you – once you, if you really looking at college basketball this year and looked at the women's Final Four. Oh, Jesus. If you look at the men's Final Four, you got to understand, LSU's team that won the national championship last night. Yes. Their whole team was constructed. Entire squad came from somewhere else, portal – Kids already played high-level basketball somewhere. Come on, man. We're not talking about AAU high school kids no. that played on a mom-and-pop circuit. No. That's not what we're talking about. At all. Now, you start looking at San Diego State. You come look on, at man. UConn, man. All those kids are coming in. Right. So, we got to – there has to be – you got to trickle back down of what we were talking about with the AAU programs. When you have guys and you're a guy, I think people need to start looking at, hey, man, let me see if I can bring the whole squad with me get us involved, and just continue to ascend. But once my time is over, now I can – my program is built up and I can come back, and now I can be the program that's helping get my kids' offers that's on the phone with college coaches. Come on, man. I can do that now. Come on, man. But if you just figure, like, one day, okay, now I got a kid that's playing basketball, we're going to create an AAU program, now we're running around playing basketball, now I'm talking to coaches. It's not working that way, bro. It doesn't happen. It used to. back Because it wasn't a lot. It's not working that way anymore. Like, just because you start an AAU program, you're an AAU coach, and you coaching tournaments, stop lying to these folks, stop acting like you got connections. Yeah, because you don't. You don't. Bro, I'm telling you, listen, (laughs) we got plugs. Plugs. And I'm telling you, I am on the phone all day, every day. I may be looking on Twitter and see somebody sitting with somebody, text, wound, send video, wound. Hey, what's going on? Wound. Yep. And my guys played college basketball. Played. Still not getting calls back. Come on, man. So you getting you getting calls back? Mm. And you don't even have a kid that's over mm. 5'10"? Mm. I, even if you got a kid that's 6'2", he's a post player. Man, come on, bro. So I, I say um, there needs to be more of a sit down in the room with all of the organizations. But here's the thing. It's too many of them. It's too many organizations. Everybody, everybody wants to say I'm the I'm the I'm the plug. Everybody want to be the plug. Everybody want to be the plug. And ain't bro. none of y'all got a socket. You can have all y'all can be the plug, but if you ain't got no socket to plug that plug into, what's the word? We the refrigerator. We always plugged in. Oh yeah, we locked in always. And it's tough. And it's hard it's as hell, tough, bro. That's that's the part of it I want y'all to hear. We plugged in, and listen, we got direct lines to the point where. Somebody might put me on block because I'm going to bother them. Right. I'm going to bother them to hear me. But usually they get back, hey, what's going on, this and that. And then eventually, before it's all over, what happens? Mm-hmm. What you got for me? Brrr. What you got for me? Brrr. You feel what I'm saying? So, listen. Because 
this is not greedy I'm talking about. I got another kid I'm working, right? He um, has played Division One college basketball, been everywhere. So I talked to a school about him in the A-Sun. The school's in the A-Sun. Talked to an A-Sun school about him. Oh, we ain't like him coming out of high school. We ain't going to go that route. I'm looking like, what in the hell are you looking for? Like, seriously? You don't want it? All right. Okay. That's all I can say. Okay. But we got AAU coaches out here selling parents' dreams, taking a four, five, six, seven hundred dollars from these folks, right? Selling them dreams, telling them all these false promises of I'm gonna get your kid a scholarship. I'm gonna get your kid to school. Scholarships are hard. I reposted something on Instagram yesterday. I posted it a while back, but yesterday I felt inclined to repost it. And it was the stats about guys and freshmen playing college basketball under the height of six feet. Mm -hmm. Less than 5%, to be exact, 4.6% of freshmen that played Division I college basketball last year were under six feet. Mm. That means you got to be special. 4.6% out of 100 percent of freshmen right 68 mm-hmm. percent of freshmen in division one college basketball this season were over six foot six. Oh, excuse me sorry yes over six foot six 68 percent over six six 4.6 percent under six one so that means the rest of the percentage the other 20 something percent fell in between six, six one and six 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 one and six six. So you out here telling me that you're a five ten guard, that you're going to play Division One college basketball? And see, that's what I was gonna say too. Uh, people need to realize level too now. Like it's important because you'll have a lot of people that just feel like because of the NCAA tournament and and all that surrounds it, you feel like that's the only basketball out there to play. Right. And, and we say this over and over and over again. There are a lot of levels of basketball out there to play. Yes. So you just – you at this point where the game is, man, you just need to try to get on a roster. But I want y'all to watch the game tonight. Old heads, boy. But it's some sub-6-1 guys that's going to be on the floor playing big minutes. If you watch throughout the tournament, it's been sub-6-1 guys playing big minutes in contributing roles on good teams. Yeah. Right? We talk, we've seen the Jelly Walkers at UAB and all these. You got uh, Kansas State. Uh, Mark, Markel at Kansas. What's his name? Mark, I think that was it. Something like that. Yeah. Max, Mark, some, y'all know who we're talking about. The 20 and 20 kid. Yeah. Right? And then you got the little number 12 at, um, I hate that I don't be knowing these guys' names, uh, at San Diego State. Oh, yeah. All these are sub-6-1 guys. But all I'm old as hell. You're a freshman. You just heard the numbers I told you. Sub 6'1 guys got to go play three, four, five different schools before they get on that level, if they're lucky. And the game is about to change. They're about to phase out. The, the game is about to change. It's about to phase out. And, man, listen, even, even in that transfer portal, with the, with the, uh, the one-time transfer rule, if you're a kid that's, Getting ready to transfer, 
where you got to look at all of your options mm-hmm. because you could mess around and transfer to a school that's not competitive, one, or it's just not the right situation for you. Right. So now you got to transfer, but now you have to sit out. Mm. Oh, but here's the thing about that. Let's go and keep it. Let's give them all the information. You can uh, get a waiver nowadays with a, with, a, <laughs> with a freaking hung nail on your toe. For real. You can get a freaking waiver with a hangnail. Oh, I had a hangnail and it gave me mental issues. Waiver. Yeah, it's all kind of ways to, to try to skin the cat. It's They skinning it nowadays. But, man, AAU basketball, man, I just don't know the state of where it's at as a whole. Right. Because What's the point of it? And I know we had this conversation last week, the purpose of AAU basketball. And we said the purpose of it was to do what we – go listen to the episode. We're not yeah, going yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. listen to the episode. Yeah, right? Yeah. But – that was the purpose of what it should have been. We're talking about what it is, right? What it is. And what it is is something that's it's not very pretty. Also this past week, I hope y'all follow my Instagram, at Eyeball Radio Instagram. I hope y'all follow it. Because I posted another uh, reel on my story, right? And it was a Kobe Bryant. And it says... Kobe Bryant, he's in an interview. It's like post-game, maybe, somewhere. And they ask him why he's so critical of AAU basketball. And he says, yeah, I've been very critical. I hate it. Direct quote, I hate it. It doesn't teach players how to play the game the right way. Right? And he went through all the scenarios, doesn't teach him how to play in threes, Something that me and you talk about, how important three-on-three, three, no dribble, one dribble, two dribble, three dribble minimums, how important that is to learn how to play basketball, how, learn how to cut, screen away, move, move without the basketball, stop screening on the ball, not taking a 1,000 dribbles to get to where you need to go, a whole bunch of things, right, of the fundamentals of the game. And AAU basketball, I'm sorry, is not out there teaching the fundamentals of the game. Because they don't have a business structure. Basketball has turned into I'm going to wake up one day and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Every other industry that you go in, if you're in real estate and you're you're selling, you got a broker first. If you're in a business, you got a boss, you got something. Mm-hmm. Basketball, I can just get up and say I'm the head. Yep. And I think everybody that's that's involved with it at some point should be under somebody mm-hmm. for an ex- for an amount of time to learn how to run practices, to learn how to do different things within the game. Versus solely leaning on what you went through as a player in practice to say, now I'm going to go run a practice. Man, listen, me and you had our practice the other day, right, with our 7th uh, and 8th grade, 13 yeah, and 14. Seven, yeah, 13, 14. Yeah. And we had a bunch of parents sit in, right? They were enamored. They'd never seen anything like that before. Now, their kids have been playing basketball their whole lives. They're now playing middle school, going into high school basketball. They've seen them practice with their school. They've seen them practice with the wild ball, the hoops league, whatever they played in, upward, whatever they did, they've seen those practices, right? They came in the other day and they was like, what the hell is this? Right. What is this? I've never seen this before. Bro, that was basic basketball practice. Yeah, yeah. That was bare minimum basketball practice. But here's the thing. You and I both learned 
from some greats. From, bro, listen, I was just going to say that. Bro. We learned, listen, what I do today is still what I learned from Coach Wilbert Hamilton. Yeah. The way I coach basketball is how I learned it from Wilbert Hamilton in the early and late 90s. Yeah, and that was you as a player. But then when you left as a player, you went and got two to three years of coaching under someone else bro, to help you put it together. Bro, I got seven. Yeah. Seven under Anthony McCall. And you remember, you remember what I said when I first got the job of Lanier versus winning games or anything. What scared me the most? You did not know how to run your practice. That scared me the most. The most. Was I going to be able to come in each and every day and run a practice, bro? Every day. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And that's where I think I grew as a coach, not just being a, a former player, but being able to construct a practice every single day to where we build off something and implemented something and it just wasn't, hey, let's do three-man week. Hey, two-on-three back to two-on-one. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. We're it's way not, That's not practice, past y'all. that, dog. Y'all, listen to me. Two-on-one <laughs> to three-on-two and two-on-two. Uh, what's they call it, Brian? What it is it? Two-on-one to what? Uh, three-on-two back to two-on-one. That was Conley's favorite drill last year. He yeah. Conley loved. Yeah, yeah. Davis Conley loved yeah. that drill. But we learned that as players. So you're going to implement that. Thank you. Y'all were Y'all don't know what the hell y'all – stop it. Y'all don't know what the hell y'all doing. Yeah. If you're going into practice and you're doing three-on-two back to two-on-one, sit the hell down. <laughs> stop. Please stop doing the damn drill because right. for two reasons, you're teaching it wrong. Right. You're teaching it completely wrong, first of all. Right. Second of all, there ain't no damn practice. Yeah, but a lot of AAU programs have guys that are coaching right now. And listen, I love the fact that you're giving back to the community. You're here to yes, help, yes. help the kids. Love you're, it. You're, 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 you're Get you some damn your, help in the gym. You're considering yourself a mentor now. Yes. But a lot of y'all need to go back and really get some basketball under somebody to understand, like, you know what, I'm going to come in and this is what basketball practice looks, needs to look like. Listen to me, y'all. Sorry for screaming. <laughs> I got pissed off. But listen. Hear me out. If you have not learned how to coach the game, you should not be coaching the game. Just because you watch a lot of NBA basketball, you know the players, you're, you're, you can go in and Stephen A. Smith debate somebody in art barbershop talk about LeBron, if, is LeBron the GOAT. You might have played high school basketball with some guys, but you ain't never coached never played college, never did anything, but now all of a sudden you're a guru of basketball, you're a trainer, you're a coach, you run an AAU program, you do all these things with the game. However, you've learned from nobody. Nobody. Right? Now. And you probably weren't high level yourself. I'm here to tell you this. But now I'm going to make somebody high level. You didn't have a coach that was worth a damn in the beginning anyway. Right. Your high school coach that you played for probably wasn't worth a damn. So you didn't learn nothing. The reason you're doing three-on-two back to two-on-one for an hour and a half in practice is because that's what your coach did. Because I'm sitting here telling you, and me and you had this conversation off air, the coaching is bad. Very bad. And I ain't trying to knock nobody in the city, but it ain't damn good. It ain't damn good. I love you all. Some of y'all don't keep it in 1,000.
This is what it is, right? And when it comes to it, and you look at it, some of y'all ain't learned the game. You don't know how to coach. Teaching is a, is a, is a skill. Teaching is a skill that has to be worked on, marinated. Yeah. Has to be marinated. You just can't wake up out of the bed one day like you just explained, Chill, that basketball is the only sport you can do this. Well, you wake up one day and be like, you know what? Man, I got a six-year-old kid. I'm finna start coaching basketball. I'm gonna start training, and I'm gonna start coaching. I'm gonna start an AAU program. I'm gonna be the head coach, and I'm gonna go out and get kids, and I'm gonna say, I'm about to teach these kids about the game of basketball. Yep. And now you're handicapping the organization and the kids that you're working with and your kid. Come on, man. Because you're you're really saying, I'm gonna be the coach right now to make sure your kid has an opportunity to continue to be somewhere in the mix. Right. And we did the exact opposite. Right. We never had an AAU program when nope. Greedy was coming. Nope. Never. Nope. We put him on teams and we sat on the side. Yep. And he had to figure it out. And to this day, still having to do he's it. He's still having to figure it out. And and to this day, he continues to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Right? Continues. Because we've talked about situations that we know about right now. Right now. There's too much daddy ball going on. Yeah. But we couldn't have foreseen years ago that there was going to be a transfer portal. Couldn't have, no. We didn't know that. If I would have did that, I'd be really rich right now. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd be really rich. But but the fact that he's messing with that portal and he's in that world of college basketball, man, you got to have something with you. Better. Players. Better. Because every situation is not going to be a daddy ball situation. Bro. Nope. That's, that's the crazy part about it. So if you are having daddy ball happening – you don't plan on playing past daddy ball age. Ooh. Ooh. True story. Facts. And I know some guys who were daddy balls and now their kids are in high school and they just stepped all the way away. You better. They just stepped all the way away. Right? They coached their kid for a long time. Yeah. But now they're of age. You got to stand back. I'm pulling all the way back. And that's the smartest thing to do, right? That's the smartest thing to do because you have a distorted understanding of how good your kid really is. Whether that be, I'm going to keep it real, whether that be thinking they're too good or thinking they're not good enough. True story. People always think when we have this conversation, we're talking about, oh, he thinks his kid is better than he actually is. A lot of times, he ain't giving his kid enough damn credit. He's a lot better than he's giving him credit for. Right. A lot more should be placed on his kid's shoulders, but you're handicapping him because you're always... You're always pushing down. You think you're encouraging, toughening, or whatever you want to call it, but a lot of times you're hindering. A lot of times you need to just get out the way because you're hindering your child. They can't be who they are because they know daddy's right there. Yeah. And sometimes, daddy right there putting him out there, and he don't need to be out there. Right. So, I'm just going to tell you all about it. Get rid of your daddy ball. If you want to be a player, separate yourself from that. Separate yourself from being in a situation that makes you comfortable. It's tough, though, man, because because uh, it's a constant fight 
in today's game for inclusion mm. because at some level with a lot of the organizations that people are are involved with somebody does have a vested interest with that program so if i'm not creating the my vested interest or or creating a situation where it can thrive now i got to put it in a situation in the hands of a situation that's doing the exact same mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the fine line I think a lot of people are dealing with. But that's why I say basketball needs to it needs to be more sit downs amongst the people who are really saying we are the basketball heads in the city, in the state, it's, running. It's, it's, it's that, but it's hard. It's impossible. It's yeah. past hard. It's impossible. Yeah. Because you have people with egos. Oh yeah, egos now. Definitely. Egos are what run this game. Egos are the reason we have 55, 60 teams in one age division in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. Like, literally, I know for a fact, in, from sixth grade to eighth grade, it's 50 teams. If, if, it's, if not more. True. It might be more than 50 teams in this area. And there's no way in the world that should be that way. Bro, we only have 50 basketball players. Just gonna keep it real. It should be five at the most. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Because when I go watch some of you teams play, go back to last week's episode and understand what the purpose of AAU was created for. We explained it. We broke it down. Some of y'all don't deserve to be out there. Some but of y'all need to be somewhere else working. They're they're really looking to try to say I won six games this weekend. Bro, I've seen oh two and oh this weekend. Oh, we got a championship this weekend. I Listen, y'all know I go into every tournament trying to win every game. But I'm trying to get my players offers. Dude, your players can't even be talked to yet. They can't even be recruited. A coach can't even say nothing to them. They're too young. But what are we talking about? What are we – the egos would not allow for – some of the conversations that we've had to help the game of basketball in our area in the state, the egos won't allow it to happen. Yeah, because now that you're grown, it doesn't matter that you weren't a player and the other person was a player. Mm-mm. Now now I'm leaning on my own understanding. Right. Like, I, I don't care that you probably know a little bit more, did a little more than me. I'm just like you. Yeah. I'm just like you. I don't care that you didn't did more. I'm just like you. I coached in I coached in 12 AAU tournaments last year. I went to six different states. Man, I'm just like you. So the thing is, some of the ideas and conversations that we have that we want to implement, the damn hard. Yeah. Because even hell, our coaches that we have with our program. Yeah, boy. We're having to school them, but sometimes they pushing back. Yeah. Because they like, oh, I can I know what I can do this. I, I know what I know. I know what I know, so I can do this. But when in actuality, you know nothing. I'm looking at you run practice. I'm watching you. See, I'm looking at you run practice. Y'all are thinking about I'm finna go in here and win a couple games and I'm AAU finna go program. coach on the sideline. I'm I'm looking at what are you doing in practice to help develop these kids so when they leave you and they go play basketball anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. For anybody that understands the game, 
That kid, that can play. That kid can play. That kid understands. That kid understands. That's what Coach Wilbert Hamilton did for every kid that came through their program. I mean, every kid that came through there, the ones who could or could not play, hmm. understand hmm. what it looks like. And then all of us probably went, like a lot of us got together. Like when I, when I had my staff at Lanier, I brought some guys with me, and we talked about that, right? Yep. But we had got – but I played – I saw pro practices. I saw college practices. I saw international practices. Right. I was involved in this, not only as a player, but a lot of times as a student because you're sitting here watching this and still came back as a professional saying, I'm nervous about running practice. And, here, and here's what I want to explain to people, right? Here's what I want to explain to people. When I say you need to have a level of understudy first, when I talk about how Coach Wilbur Hamilton taught the game, he did just that. Yeah, he taught it. He taught the game. How, listen, keep your thoughts. We rarely played five-on-five five up and down in the gym with Coach Hamilton. Like, I can probably remember Oof. on one hand – yeah. On one hand, in three years of being at the at the University of Jeff Davis, right? I can recall on one hand yep. that we actually had five on five up and down. Yep. Everything in practice with Coach Hamilton was always half court, bro. And listen, and if it did go up and down, it was a team already on the other end, and you came down, the other team got it, it was a team on the other end waiting. And there you was came down. never Constant, never up and down. We never played five on five basketball. Never, nope, never. With coach, listen, coach Anthony McCall. I can recall on one hand with with four fingers and a thumb touching each other. Y'all know what that make. I want y'all to put y'all four fingers together and then make it touch your thumb and see what that make. Right. I saw four fingers and one thumb touching each other. How many times, Coach Anthony McCall? Did five on five in practice. Yeah, bro. Never. Never, dog. Four on four, three on three. That's it. I bet you there's so many practices out here right now going five on five. It's ridiculous. Bro, they go out there and they roll the ball out there and they start coaching, teaching as they're running up and down in five on five. How are you going to teach in a five on – only five on five. I saw Wilbur Hamilton, Anthony McCall, and I'm even going to go and give some props to um, Barry Mohan. The only five-on-five five they did was five-on-zero. Yeah. Now, excuse me, not five-on-five five they did. Only five-man crews that they ran was five-on-zero. Yeah. You were running dummy offense, yeah. dummy defense, yeah. shell drill. And that's what we did at Lanier. Whenever we did a bunch of five-on-five, five, it was constant boom. Get into, your, get into your secondary, get into your sets, get into your – but listen. We'll go up and down running. five times and everybody shoot. Right. Running offense. And the only offense we ran when we competed was half court. That's it. So, listen, now, we're giving y'all some free game right now. Free game. We're teaching you how to coach because we want these guys to get better. Yeah. Because the purpose of AAU is to get them damn better, not to win tournaments. Right. Right. That's the problem. Y'all confused on what the purpose of AAU is. Right. Go listen to the last episode, dummies. <laughs> I'm sick of y'all watching and ruining these damn kids. Yeah, man. And, and, and putting these parents in precarious situations yeah. where they're confused. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to continue to say, man, reach out, AAU coaches, uh, administrators, uh, CEOs of, of these companies, uh, AAU companies. Man, build your pipeline of people to help you accomplish the goal 
that you say you want to accomplish by helping your kids get attention. I'm, I'm not even going to say offers. Yeah, damn, I offer. That's not what you're doing. You, you need to be in a situation where you can help your kids get some attention because the actual offer part of what you're saying you're trying to do, man, listen, it is extremely hard. We're not saying it can't happen because there are people receiving offers every day. But it's just not going to be – listen, B, I, tell them like this. You're, going, you're not going to receive an offer off what you do on the basketball court. Yeah. You're going to receive an offer off the relationships that you build. It's going to have to be relationships because – That's it. Players – it's players everywhere. Every damn where. These, these offers and these scholarships that you guys are really talking about, oh, it's coming down to relationships. And you better be ready to go play basketball any and everywhere. Any and everywhere. <laughs> because that's how it goes down. Yes, bro. But here's my thing. Y'all are never going to get your kids, air quotes, offers. You don't teach them how to play. Yeah. If they have to go through a full offseason, summertime, because here's what I want y'all to understand, people. The summer is off season. This is not the season. It's the off season. Y'all keep confusing that. Y'all keep acting like AAU season is the basketball season. AAU season is the off season. This is where you work on your game to get better. This is not where you try to go win championships. This is where you get better. So if you're not helping your kids get better, guess what? They're not going to get any offers. Do y'all hear me? I'm talking directly to you. Listen and hear. I'm not even trying to sit here in the high side like me and Chill Will is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh. Don't get it twisted. Oh, I told him in the beginning, it's hard, bro. It's hard. We, 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 we got direct plugs and can't get people on. Come on. We ain't the greatest thing since sliced bread, bro. But we know, we know. We know what we know. We've done it on the sideline. We've coached for plenty of years. We've done it all. We've played college basketball. Of course, we played high school basketball. We had legendary coaches that we played for. We've learned from a lot of different people. Listen, we listened And got first. a lot of kids in school, bro. I, ain't, I can't even tell you how many kids. But I'm saying, but, but those relationships were built over the last 20 years. Come on, man. Can't even tell y'all. Do y'all know when we started doing this? We started this in 2008. We started our company in 2008. Since then, we've had a rebranding since then, right? We rebranded since then. That's 15 years in the game, y'all. That's 15 years in the game doing directly this. That's not our years prior to that as players and as coaches. I started coaching in 2006. So I'm 17 years in the game for my first coaching job. Mm. So the thing I'm trying to tell y'all is we're not saying we the greatest thing since sliced bread, just to use that again. But we're telling y'all, go learn from somebody that's been doing it. Go learn. Go learn. Listen, if you want to be an AAU coach, here's what I suggest. Go be an assistant on somebody's high school staff. Yeah. Go coach middle school. Yeah, don't just come out and say I'm an AAU coach. Go coach during the school season when it actually matters. Go learn from somebody. If you're going to coach middle school, ask the varsity coach, can I be an assistant on your, on your staff? And hopefully he's some good. Hopefully he's some good, right? Hopefully. It's not a lot of good out there. Amen. You know, like, it's what it is. But just go learn. Go have a mentor. Go have 
somebody that you can look to to ask questions yeah, bro. about when you have stuff that is in your head that you can't quite figure out. Or why do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? You know. Be able to ask that dog. You had Coach Hamilton on your staff. Man, I listen, I I I say I had one of the hardest staffs. Come on, man. Ever. Come on, man. For for several years. Come on, man. You know, when I brought my when I brought you with me coaching all those years, when I brought Coach Hamilton with me coaching all those years, when I brought Big Coach with me who had played at um the Alabama level with me, mm-hmm. then drop to right. the U, uh, to the AUM level. Right. So he had dropped from Division One to NAIA. Right. At the time. Right. So just just a, a gamut of things, and there were several times in practice. Zavada, bro. Come on, man. When we had Zavada, come on, man. I'm talking about the analytical slash, bro. He he put what? us on so much stuff. He taught us, man, so much. Like like the staffs and the in the basketball people. That's what I pride myself in. Not only just saying we're basketball people because we play. No, these are basketball people. Right. Where right now, where if you go knock on their door right now, I bet you every one of those guys at some point is doing something with basketball right now. Today. Today. Right now. Even if it's not their profession, right, right now, now they are in. Listen, bro, I see Coach Hamilton. I saw Coach Hamilton at the state finals walking around. You see him at Huntsville High, uh, at Huntsville, Huntsville time. He's in Huntsville at the Huntsville City Classic every year. And he hadn't coached in 15. Of, he ain't coached since he left your staff. And he's grabbing David and he's all, they're going to games. And they're watching. I talk on the phone with Coach Hamilton. And he's watching guys do things. I just talked to Zavada. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's just you got to surround yourself with people who know the game. Listen, at levels that you still don't understand, even though you're up. Mm-hmm. You know, there were there were things that you got to be able to lean on your staff. I mean, I'll be standing up watching the game, and somebody pulled me, hey, we need to look at this. Hey, we need to look at it. And if you don't have that around you, it's hard, bro. You know the other part is we keep telling y'all, go get somebody older than you. Yeah, man. Go get you, go get you a vet. Go get you some vets. Go get you some somebody who you can look at and consider as an elder statesman. Somebody who you give respect to simply off the age gap between you, right? Somebody you respect. Now, I understand a lot of y'all lack respect nowadays. That's a lot of the issues that's going around. That's why y'all out here thinking y'all know everything. You're coaching by yourself because you lack respect. You, you lack the ability for somebody to tell you something that's different from your thought process. Social media's created that. Social media's created that. I have my own platform so I can say and do what the hell I want. Right, and I dare you to question it because I'm gonna I'm gonna question you. Right, nobody wants to listen anymore. Nobody wants. Well, to nobody listen wants to listen and learn. Nobody wants to have a listen. Nobody wants to have a real big bro. Yeah. Right. These young kids out here say, "Oh, that's big bro. Oh man, that's my brother." Y'all listening to each other, and both of y'all dumb as hell. <laughs> Neither one of y'all know nothing. Right. Neither one of y'all are educated enough, or savvy enough, or wise enough, or had enough situations and experiences in life to answer the question you need an answer to. So if you don't have, can I say it like this, chill, Will? If you don't have an OG, if you don't have an OG that you can turn to in times of need, quit. Listen, not only have an OG, an OG that you respect and you're going to listen to I hope you ain't when con- they give you that hard information. I hope you ain't considering somebody an OG that you don't respect. Yeah, man. 
Some of y'all are out here calling guys big bruh and OG, and you don't even respect You them. don't respect them. You don't respect them. You got to be able to respect their opinion, bro. You respect what they can do for you. Yeah. You don't respect what they can do. It's a difference. Mm. It's a difference. Because I can pick up the phone, man, and call Wilbur Hamilton, Anthony McCall, Barry Mohan, Mike Zavada, Brian Williams, Big Coat. I can go on and 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 on about the mentors that I have in this game. Sometimes when I'm talking about the recruiting stuff and I'm giving guys the game on that, I have to call and talk to Chill about it. But first, I got to call and pick his brain. I got to call Coach Hamilton, pick his brain. I saw Coach Hamilton at the uh, state championships, and we started talking about a player. And I'm going to be honest. We started talking about Jacoby Hill. And then we started talking about his recruitment. Now, this was prior to Anthony Petway coming to me courtside and saying, hey, I'm going to offer Antoine, him. Antoine. What did I say? Anthony. Okay. I was thinking I put yeah. him in my call yeah. together. Uh, before Petway came to me on, on the uh, sideline, prior to offering Jacoby Hill and saying, D, I'm going to offer this month. It's exact words. Right? I got to. Right now. Right? So me and Coach Hamilton are having a conversation about Jacoby Hill prior to that. And he was like, yeah, that boy can play. But you know what he wanted to talk about? He wanted to talk about how they played. Not him being, he can play, but here's da 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 And I look, damn, ain't even think about that. I put that in my notes. I went straight to the, th- to the sideline, and when I started doing my reporting, that was it. Because I had somebody I could go to say something to me that I wasn't even thinking about. I can't be on the sideline and have somebody who is thinking on the same level as me. Or when I ask them a question, you ain't got a damn answer. But you as a coach right now, if you would have sat on somebody's staff and they asked you a question, you couldn't answer. Because y'all have never understood time score situation, substitutions, when to substitute, time management, timeouts, all of these type things. Personnel groupings, what works well together, what doesn't, who runs certain defenses and offensive sets the best as a personnel group. All of those type things matter. I was just in here thinking about um, taking it back to the recruiting. When you said Jacoby Hill and we saying Antoine Petway at the University of Alabama is offering him, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say Jacoby Hill accepts the offer, right? Mm-hmm. Is that an offer to say – you're, finna, you're about to come here for two years and learn how to play, mm-hmm. or is it an instant impact? And we're talking about a Jacoby Hill. Mm-hmm. Because when you're looking at college basketball right now, if you look at Alabama's roster right now, right, whose spot does he take mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to sign with the University of Alabama and I'm going to be an instant impact? Mm-hmm. Whose spot does he take? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I'm blessed to receive the offer from Alabama. I'm blessed to receive that. But – Whose spot are you about to take to say I'm gonna be an instant impact? R.J. Johnson decommitted this week. That's what I'm week. saying. And R.J. was one of the he biggest the, names. He's the best player in the state of Alabama in the class. Of and he decommitted. And, and listen, I'm gonna say he decommitted because he's about to step down a level. I think so too. Because when you start looking at it, if I play the point, Jaden mm-hmm. Bradley still hadn't declared for the NBA draft, has he? Nope. He played extent, extensive minutes last year. Hell, the reason they lost to San Diego State because he didn't play. So if he's planning on staying and they're looking to replace a Brandon Miller or someone else. And Mark Sears is staying. And Mark Sears is staying and they're looking to replace, that means we're going after 6'9", 6'10", 6'8". 
So you at six three, you six four. You can come and we might put you on scholarship and you practice, but you might not play for two years. Might not play for two years. Are you willing to do that? But here's here's the thing, and I didn't talk to RJ about this, but as you were talking, it made me think. It made me think about what I said earlier in this episode and last in last week's episode about guys are having, and we talked about this on Doug, guys having to go to lower levels and play their way to higher levels, right? They, they're looking, they're looking, they're looking at, <laughs> sorry, y'all, <laughs> but you might have to go play your way on a lower level and play your way up, right? You might have to go play your way up because it's not a lot of opportunities for guys to get to the highest level coming out of high school. So is it smarter for R.J. Johnson to go play two years in the mid-major level and do the Mark Sears? Go to the Alabama after that. Or do you go to Alabama and end up transferring? Yeah, and that's what I'm talking. So now you did the one-time transfer. You go to the new situation. It's not a good situation. Now I got to sit out. Mm. Now I got to gotta throw play again. So college basketball is going to continue to get older, I think. Mm -hmm. The transfer portal, some of those kids are going to start to phase out. And how the rules are about to be structured, it's going to be a little less attractive to say I'm going to transfer because I'm going to have to sit out. And here's the thing. It's going to be less attractive for younger guys. Yeah, of course. Like, freshmen and sophomores, it's going to be tough for them to jump in the transfer yeah, portal. Yeah, It's tough. Yeah. Because them jumping in the transfer portal that early takes away your one-year transfer. Right. Down the road until you graduate and you're a grad transfer, then you can go wherever you want to go. Right. Right? So that changes a lot of things. Think about that. That changes a lot. So – does it behoove me as a incoming freshman to go lower first? To go lower major first and then play my way, Mark Sears, and I coined this a couple weeks ago since you was on Doug last week talking about things you coined. Uh, <laughs> the marks, we, are you going to Mark Sears it? Yeah. Right? Are you going to go to the lower level, play your way to the higher level, then play your way into the NBA? Because if you play your way on, if you go straight to the higher level like R.J. Johnson was headed, and then you end up transferring, where do you transfer? Mm, down. down, yeah. But when you go down first, where do you usually transfer to? Up. Right. Free game, y'all. Free game. I hope y'all listening. I hope y'all listening. Yeah, you want to say blessed to receive and committed, and I signed to go to this big school. But like Chill Will just said. Are you looking at that roster to see if you're going to play? That's what I'm saying. Barry Donnie. Ain't he in the transfer portal? I think so. You got uh, what's, what's the kid that's at Mississippi State I, that, that, with the bounce? Uh, MJ Russell. MJ Russell. He's not in the portal. I'm yeah. And, and, and I, think, I think MJ had his showing enough versatility as a player that he's going to work his way onto the roster. But I'm going to tell you this. If he doesn't play this year, he's got to go. Got to get out of Rungy here. Rungy Gordon. Come on, man. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's – are you going? Are you receiving the offer, and you, and you're saying the blessed to receive, but are you actually going to be able to be on the floor and make an impact of any significance? Right, any significance. And the thing about it is, chill. 
We got a consulting package, so I ain't finna give you the game on this microphone. I give you tidbits, I give you little tasting teases. But if y'all want to get consulted, just hit us up, man. Come get the consulting. We'll help you out. Because it's things that we require you to do, right? We require you to do, to do certain things in order for us to help you. Because as a consultant of the game, I'm not doing the work for you, right? I'm not here to do the work so you have to do nothing. A lot of times when people say put some skin in the game, y'all always think somebody talk about money. Y'all always think it's money when you're talking about skin in the game. It's not always about money when you talk skin in the game. It's talking about what you do, your efforts. Your efforts are also skin in the game. So we have things that we require you to do when we're consulting you, right? And it steps to what we make you do and how we layer those things to make you do them. Y'all better get on it because we're giving you the blueprint on how to be recruited. Does that mean you're going to get recruited? No. You still got to put the work in in and, the gym. And see, that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part to get people to understand. Yes, I'm going to make this investment, but there may not it may not yield a result. Hmm. Now, it's going to get you closer and you may have to continue to go after it, but you have to understand where it is you, you're trying to go because I, I, I know for a fact when yep. we decided we wanted to get into this game, mm-hmm. we we put all of the money together and said, we're going to go after this. Right. And we were, we, were, we were understanding of the levels that we were looking at. Right. And we went for that. And now, now that we're back in the recruiting portal, mm-hmm. we're having to have hard conversations of what the next move is going to be next year right because if the right division one level opportunity is not presented you may have to do something different to get back to the right division one level opportunity here's the key word the right we told y'all prior to just talk about greedy for a sec prior to him coming out of high school prior to him coming out of prep school and prior to him coming entering a transfer portal we let y'all know that it's about, it's not about the level for us. We don't care about the level. We care about situations, right? And if the right, like you just said, the right situation don't come along, oh, we'll do something else. Even if the offer is there, we just don't like that. I lie what we already did said no to, right? Just the one right situation. You'd have been on it. Hey, you would have been on a, in a very good conference on a very good D1 team smiling. Yay, cheese. But that situation ain't what you need to be. Yeah. That ain't what it is. Yeah. That ain't what it's going to be. Point blank, period. So with all that being said, man, with all that being said, understand this. AAU basketball coaches, go get you some help. Right? Don't try to lean on your own understanding. That's in the Bible. We love that. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I, I, Listen, lean not on your own understanding, my Man, brothers. I, I can't. I hate. I, sorry, I can't pull a uh, book, chapter, and verse for y'all book, right chapter, now. Book, chapter, verse. 
But uh, Brother Dillahan. Yeah. I'm sorry I can't do that right now. I apologize. I know my Bible. Yo, and yeah, I should yeah. be able to pull book. Tom, and Tom Earl going to listen. Tom Earl, boy. He's going to be upset. Oh, he's going to be upset. He's going to be like, boy. Listen, we just got off the phone with yeah. him. Our dad. That's who we're talking about. We just got off the phone with him on speakerphone talking to him no prior to we came on, on air, right? right? So he's going to be highly upset once he hears this episode. Yeah. That we can't pull lean not on, the, on, on your own understanding. But here's the thing, folks. If Jesus told us to do that, you need to follow it. Okay? Lean not on your own. Under- Get some help. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. That's it. Proverbs 3 and 5. That's it. Proverbs 3 and 5. It's one of the most popular verses out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah Sorry, yeah. Dad. <laughs> Rest in peace, Brother Dylan. I apologize. <laughs> Y'all taught me yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, no I just doubt. got caught up in yeah, the moment. I yeah. couldn't think of Proverbs yeah. 3. But lean not, y'all. Yeah. Please. Because you're listening to the two guys on this microphone that do not do that. No, bro. If y'all understand, when we do something, we call the other one first. All the time. And if we don't like it, we say, eh, I don't like that. And, bro, tell them about, listen, we real deal fuss. All the time. Bro, if you can't real deal fuss with somebody and still get the business accomplished, Y'all ain't really rocking. Like you said, you ain't ain't really got no OG. You ain't got no OG. You ain't got no partner for real. Nope. Not for real. Not for real. Not for real. If if you can't take constructive criticism from your your folk, your business partner, your peoples. Yeah, bro. If they can't tell you no, and you not get your panties in the wall. Yeah, bro. Them ain't your folk. Yeah, bro. True story. So, I'm going to rewind that back to what we talked about in the beginning. The grass ain't always green on the other side. It's not. Even though... It might produce very good fruit because they, 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 they throwing that good fruit at you because they didn't have some, a lot of good fruit. But guess what? If you continue to water your grass over here, put your work in, you go out there and you plow that field each and every day. If you continue to do that each and every day, it's going to produce that fruit. Yeah. I, I just want people to start looking at the programs and, and, and look at what the players are actually yielding from the programs and what's going on. Or when you look back at the programs, it, it only looks like one way. It, it looks how it looked when you walked into it. Right. Like you have no influence over what it looks like. It right. just looks like year in and year out, it looks like what it looked like when you walked into it. And there's no real benefit for you, the player, from that. Right. No benefit. Don't be exploited, y'all. Yeah. We're trying to stop the exploitation of these players. The exploitation that kills a lot of of festering and good relationships. Yeah, man. We don't want to listen. We always the old saying said, "Don't burn no bridges." Yeah. Stop burning bridges, folks. We talk about relationships a lot on this platform. I hope everybody understands that because we understand what relationships mean in this game. Whew. It's everything. It's everything. It's everything, bro. If you don't have relationships, you're you just not gonna get what you want. You're not gonna. Period. Make it. You're not gonna make it. Nobody makes it by themselves, y'all. Nobody. I repeat. Nobody makes it by themselves. And I don't care how much out the mud you come, because we coming all the way out the mud with this. All the way out the mud. But but the people that we're able to touch and talk to that's helping us along this journey, it's because of the relationships that we've built and we're building. On a daily basis. On a daily basis. Because like I say, B, we out the mud, right? Yeah. Like completely out the mud. This podcast, y'all, is completely out the mud. Came out of nowhere. It came out of left field. 
We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we wanted to do. We just started doing something. And I'm talking about from the standpoint of, of actually having this equipment and not even knowing how to plug it up and use it. Man, I had it a year before <laughs> I learned how to use it. You didn't have to tell everybody that. But I had this stuff a whole <laughs> right. calendar year yeah. before I ever knew what right. plug to plug into the wall. Yeah, man. True right? story. True yeah. story. Yeah. But that has yielded from then to now. To now. Yeah. To last week be. I'm just going to throw these out there for everybody. 15,433 in the last seven days. Yeah. Yeah. 15,433 the last seven days. Yeah. 2023 has been really strong, man, and, and, and it's just going to continue to grow because, you know, a.k.a. the kitchen is about to be. A.k.a. something else for y'all. Out, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, let's get up out of here, B, man. We yeah. done for the day, man. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this, man. Uh, we one minute from 11 to 11, so make sure y'all make y'all wish. But, man, B, tell these folks where they can find you on social media. Hey, man, you can find me on Facebook at Brian Williams Sr. You can find me on uh, Twitter at CoachB334. Hit my Twitter up. Hit Twitter. Hit my DM up. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to do a lot more work on Twitter because, hey, listen, that's where it's going down at, like a lot of motion going down in my Twitter right now because of this transfer portal and us being involved in the portal and just talking about players and talking to coaches. So be sure to hit my Twitter, Coach B334, and hit me up on Instagram, uh, Chill Wheel 334 on my business page, Eyeball Properties. Also on my business page, Brian Williams underscore SR. And, man, y'all already know. Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio. That's Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio. Also Instagram and Twitter at underscore Real Talk Tees. And on Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball underscore TD. Also, you can find me on my personal Twitter at Coach underscore Eyeball, and you can hit me on Instagram on the business page at Guard Your Man. Be on the lookout for Guard Your Man. We got a lot going on, man. Lord Jesus, have mercy. If y'all knew everything that we had going on with Guard Your Man. And I know a lot of people, y'all hear us say this all the time, right? Y'all hear us talk about this all the time. And if y'all really want to know what we do, hit us up. But the mission is – we're utilizing sports and education to help uplift and inspire student-athletes. That's our mission. That's the actual mission statement, right? So understand where we're coming from with this. Understand where it's way bigger than basketball. Athlete students. Oh, God. <laughs> way bigger than basketball, y'all. Yeah. See, yeah. I, he even made me put, in our mission statement, y'all, he made me put sports, sports before, before education. education, baby. Because, listen, at this level – Hey, we know what it is. We man. know what it is, man. And we're trying to guide y'all and help y'all through it, man. So make sure y'all <laughs> tap in with Carter, man. B, let's get up out of here. Move with a purpose. You forgot the other part? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this did. dude don't never remember his man, outro. Man, Write outro. it down. No, bro. You, Write you, it you, down. You, you came off. You came off. You was like, man, let's get up out of here. I do that every man, week. Man, threw me off, I ain't man. never did it different, hey, ever. My bad. My bad, world. If you listening, tap in, world. Last name Will, first name Chill, move with a purpose. Move with a purpose, man. And y'all already know, they call me coach because I teach you how to ball. Until next week, we out. Peace. Peace, dude. You know he's outro.